Now broadcasting from the Next Gen Conservative Studio in sunny South Florida. Bringing you the latest in politics, current events, and pop culture. This is the Whitfield Report with Sam Whitfield. Well, McCarthy getting elected, uh, you know, back to Speaker of the House really fucked up the narrative of the show uh, tonight because I honestly didn't think he was going to get elected to, uh, you know, Speaker of the House. It seemed like he was down, but I guess they made some more concessions, and so he's back in now. Uh, Anyway, hi, folks. Welcome to the show. And uh, death to conspiratards uh, as well. So we have Shmuley, who should be the rightful ruler of the of the uh, House and the Senate. Hell, Shmuley should be supreme dictator of the U.S. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, he is he is the internet son of Max Sand. After all, I would you know, say. Uh... Disavow, disavow. We don't, we don't want death to anybody. All right, we don't want death to anybody. We just want them fired. Well, with maybe, benefits, you know, retired, well, retired. Yeah. For, well, you know. well, maybe, well, maybe not death to conspirators, but, 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 but re, but, you know, re, re-education at least. So, well, um, I, I mean, to if we're just going to jump into that topic, um, to be more specific. If you're in sort of the internet, um, uh, sort of right wing, well, hell, I wouldn't even say right wing anymore, but just the scene where you have all of these conspiracy theorists who are sort of fellow travelers for whatever reason, right? So basically, you've broken away from the more mainstream sources. You've looked into things a bit deeper. You find these fellow travelers who are talking similar things. However, you start to notice that they use some pretty uh, shaky logic, right? They use some pretty shaky reasoning. They use a lot of um, misinformation. These people are often referred to as, you know, schizos. Yeah. Never interact with these sort of like, it doesn't necessarily mean they have to have necessarily schizophrenia, but a lot of like schizoid personality goes into it, right? And... These people are the most obnoxious human beings to to possibly speak to when you just don't disagree when you just don't agree. I yeah, I spent 45 minutes arguing with a with a with a conspiracy person like earlier today on Telegram about somehow 9/11 being an inside job which may or may not be you know, I I feel like the government does a really shitty job of covering up conspiracies, and this is my this has always been my mind on my thing on nine eleven that if nine eleven were an inside job, do you really think that George Bush of all people would be able to keep a conspiracy? Well, you know? I think I think that um, a good way to phrase this is that they underestimate the serendipitous nature of all of the different conspiracies running in unison, right? 9-11 for George Bush and Dick Cheney and them was kind of serendipitous. It happened. It benefited them. They used it, right? 
Yeah. Now, the CIA had helped Osama bin Laden build the Mujahideen to fight the Soviets in Afghanistan, right? Yeah. So, for Al-Qaeda out there plotting, right, it became kind of, you know, it was convenient to get that, that aid, to get that help. And so what a lot of the conspiracy theorist uh, type of people fail to appreciate is just how complex the world really is and how many of the different conspiracies running in unison uh, create the predicament that we find ourselves in, right? Yeah. If you look at like the Twitter files, like what you see is a, it, it, it's a clusterfuck, right? It's this person knows this person who works at the White House and there's an official thing. And so the CIA and the FBI is going to tell him to watch out for the story because it benefits this guy. And then sometimes Adam Schiff asks him to do something and he gets, you know, cricket chirps. The, and it's the kind of stuff you expect. And that that's how the world works. It doesn't work uh, in this like pyramid shaped uh, org chart. The, right. Yeah, the thing with the Twitter files, because people have asked me to go over them on the show, and literally, th there's there's too much. There's no, there's no way to cohesively organize it, because the, the ironic thing about Twitter, about the Twitter files, is they're disseminating the Twitter files on Twitter, right? Um, but the thing is, they're all... They're kind of disjointed if you look at them because there are too many things to connect. To connect, if they were just to release the Twitter files as like one continuous thing, that would make sense. But no, they've got to do the whole thing of, um, you know, well, tune into Matt TB's account for this thing, and oh, go look at Bar at Barry Rice at Barry Weiss's account for this thing. And what we're up against, right, is an oligarchy. And so what do you see in oligarchy? A clusterfuck of a bunch of people vying for power. They all want to protect the power that they have, and they'll run like a, like a herd towards a, a narrative or, or down a path until something spooks them and they change direction. But, like, that's what you see when you see – an oligarchy is ruling over you. You don't see this like um, dear leader Xi Jinping tells them do this and that and this and that. And then they, you know, sig heil and go off and do it or something. Right. Like that's not, that's not how the world works. And that's how the world works when you listen to these conspiracy theorist types. Right. Well, 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 when I listen to the conspiracy theory types, they think that Bill Gates, they, they think that the, they think that the rule, the, that the entire world is run by billionaire pedophiles, basically. And if you ask them who these billionaire pedophiles are, they don't really give a concrete answer of like, you know, of who they are. They always say, oh, it's, it's Bill, it's Bill Gates. It's, you know, it's Mark, you know, it's Mark Zuckerberg gets all these people. You, you ask for the receipts and then they just say stuff like, well, they're rich. So obviously they're, they're pedophile. 
pedophiles. They get well, no... Yeah. Well, because the logic follows, right? Like, if you follow and work your way backwards from that point of view that all the world is run by billionaire pedophiles, right? And you logic it backwards, well, then anyone who has power and money must be one because Wait. they control everything, right? Except, except for Trump, though, which is... Uh, which I've is seen always... a lot of them say he is. No, I... No, I... No, I, I have, well, eh, I mean, I've, I've seen some of them see though, that's kind of the disconnect because I've seen a lot of people be like, yeah, the world. And then I'm like, what about Trump? And to be clear, I don't believe that Trump is a billionaire pedophile, but they'll say the, the entirety of billionaires are pedophiles. Right. And then you say, mm -hmm. and then you say, oh, well then in that case, what about Trump? And they'll be like, oh, everyone except for him. But once again, then, they're extrapolating out from like one data point and then working the logic backwards. Whereas if you look at the evidence, then yeah, you can draw the conclusion that there in fact are billionaire pedophiles. And they in fact have a lot of power. They yeah. have a lot of uh, influence. But that doesn't mean that the entire world is controlled by them, right? And you definitely means that you shouldn't make inference backwards three layer three uh, three times, right? So, billionaire pedophiles control the world as a starting point. Therefore, anyone with money and status is one, right? Therefore, like, whatever random authority I find is just serving the interest of the billionaire pedophiles, right? Yeah. You, well, see the, you, see, you see how once you extrapolate out from this one data point, it becomes an all-encompassing, like, schizoid worldview? And that's really, I think, the crux of the problem with a lot of the conspiracy theorists that one will find online is that they have some form of that, right? And all they're going to do is seek out confirmation bias. If you say that you disagree with them, they will demand a level of evidence that is unreasonable. And when you provide them with this evidence, they will not change how they act. I've seen this play out with the Bill Gates thing. In particular, that's a good example. The vaccine sterilization thing. When I read the sources that they link me, it doesn't say that. When they show me the out-of-context Bill Gates clip and I post the entire video, it doesn't change their mind. Right. And if it does change their mind on the specific, they're going to circle back and find a new trail and work backwards from the conclusion that they already have. Here's here's my here's my question because because I mean I've been I've been on the internet. You and I both have been on the internet for a long time, or at least I have, and I'm I'm kind of assuming that you have been too. But why do you think that the right wing is? I mean, I'm not. The left has its conspirators too, but it seems that the conspirators are a lot more on the right than on the left. It, well, A, it's I think seen. that's just objectively not true. I think what we've seen is a polarization of sort of our schizos, right? The left definitely has their paranoid schiz schizo beliefs. Oh, yeah. Right. And so does the right wing. This is this is a this is an issue with the way people think it is not necessarily a partisan issue. A lot of the crossover between the two 
I think is fascinating. Yeah, well, well, let me let me rephrase. I guess the right wing schizos get like amplified a lot more than the than the left wing schizos. It, no, it you just encounter them more in the networks that you're on. Eh, that that's 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 fair. Go on Twitter, and you can like like go on Twitter. Go to the reply guys to like when Donald Trump was tweeting. Right, you you will see paranoid schizos on both sides. Well, There's yeah, I mean, <laughs> no doubt about it. I mean, there, I mean, there, there, there are people even today on the left who think that Donald Trump wants to like wants to literally have a holocaust of like all transgender people. Right? That's yeah. that's a that's a schizo person. So so let me let, let me point this out. Right, like a lot of the people sort of in the elite sort of class, right? The the managerial elite class, you know, the New York Times readers, let's say. Right? Let's let's be pretty broad. They would look at sort of the internet spaces and say, this is terrible. Disinformation's gonna run rampant, man. People are gonna read these conspiracies. They're gonna become radicalized. Now the funny thing is that when we objectively look at the ideas that they adopt, the ideas that they follow, they too are prone to yeah. this sort of paranoid schizo nonsense. It's just different conspiracies. Usually some form of the peasants are going to come get them with pitchforks, you know, so, something like that. You know what I mean? Um, well, I, I read a, I was, for some reason I was in the young, I, I went to YouTube yesterday and I don't, I don't know how I stumbled upon this. But I stumbled upon a a a a Young Turks like video where it was it was Alec it was Alex Jones versus Nick Fuentes on uh because I guess I guess Nick Fuentes debated Alex Jones at like Hitler and whether or not Hitler was like a good that. guy or something like that. I've seen that. It was wonderful. I think. And, was yeah, but wonderful. like. So I I saw the you I saw the YouTube comments. Uh, so the video was um, the video was the Young Turks talking about, about it, right? And um, the video itself isn't important to this conversation. What is important though is in the comment section, someone started talking about DeSantis. Mm -hmm. And the left is at least Young Turks viewers. I don't know about the entire DNC, but the Young Turks, those idiots, they seem to think that DeSantis is more dangerous because in their minds, he's quote unquote smarter than Trump is, end quote. Well, so therefore that makes him more dangerous, which in a way kind of makes me like DeSantis I mean, I already like DeSantis, but it makes me like him a lot more because he's literally living rent-free in, like, the left-wing conspirators' heads, even well, though he's backed by more establishment figures. The problem with him is that he's obviously a lizard person, and he's part of the lizard people. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we, ha we have geckos here in Florida... You know that. 
You know, but, I mean, really, are the lizard people that bad? I mean, they're a lot better than the cockroach people. They keep them away, so. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's true. We, we actually, <laughs> we, we, we need more lizard people, actually, because the, the, the cockroach people are, you know, it's a it's a big problem, especially in the summer. So. Womp womp. Yeah, just run my joke into the ground. It wasn't even that good to begin with. Well, uh, who am I kidding? You're not running anywhere. So. Well, yeah, there, there we go. That, that, <laughs> that, that, no, no, see, that, that's, that's, uh, that's a good one. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not running any, at, at best, I might be hobbling a joke into the, into the ground, but yeah. Do we have any people in the chat? Uh, we have, let's see, whiskey, whiskey wants to, uh, let's see, uh, whiskey says we're late because we lack to prep again. Uh, I said sort of, but not really. Um, we have fat heck boy that says, please subscribe to the Whitfield report on rumble, which I, I appreciate that. Uh, Okay, we're not streaming on Rumble, but we are on there. Uh, we have we have Agent Dipshit that says "Damn Wizards." Um, well, is that part then, of the is that part of the show where you give uh you give free things away? Yeah, well, we're, we're, we're I know we're giving away a blue chew tonight for sure. Uh, okay. That that's that's one of the things we're give, we're giving away. If you go that's to bluetooth.com slash Whitfield uh you know report you could you can get free Bluetooth for three months. So uh Astronaut says lurking in chat. Um whiskey says where's Apex? I'm sending him the uh the link so, but, uh, boy, th- this, uh, like I, like I said, I, I actually had a narrative written out because I thought that McCarthy was going to get, uh, BTFO'd. I didn't think he was going to get reelected as speaker. And so this completely derailed my original, uh, maybe I should have gone into TV writing instead because, just this once, reality kind of fucked up my script because I w- I was sure he wasn't going to get a, get elected speaker, and then they made some sort of compromise. I guess I'm not sure what, but I'm I guess we're gonna find out later on. Why didn't you listen to your old pal Shmuley? I I sh- I should have. Yeah, so prognosticators you, of prognostication. You were, you were right, and you were right, and I, I, you know, I, I was like, well, he's going down in flames. But nope, he pulled it out of his ass at the last. Look, minute, of course, I, I was right. I'm, I'm smarter than everyone else. I'm better educated than everyone else. I'm better read than everybody else. Oh, oh. 
Okay, okay, Nick. Okay, Nick Fuentes. Well, I, hey, I, I, well, <laughs> I, you know, you don't. You are from Florida, so that's a plus, and you don't, you don't come with a, a flashlight or something. Well, unlike him, like I'm humble. No, no, you are. But, yes. but you know, come to think of it, any almost anyone is compared to that uh, faggot. Well, I'm not come hunting. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not shining black lights over stuff looking for it. Right? I don't. I don't invite members of the same gender into my house and then like slowly like have weird parasocial relationships with them. Uh, you, but uh, no, um, he's a, he's a scumbag and uh, a fed and uh, he's never worked hard for anything in his life. Um, his mommy's paid for everything. Uh, he's a college dropout and uh, he went down a very bad path. And uh, he's really just a detestable human being. And the fact that uh, that anyone still follows him and the fact that he's not in prison is an indictment of our society, our government, and our rule of law. Well, that's that's where a lot of these conspiracy tards uh, come, though, too, is not, not just America first, but just this whole, like, online, you know, shit show thing. I, I should honestly like just make up. I, I've actually been tempted to do this. I I should you and I should write like the most crazy, um, you know, conspiracy theory that you and I can think of. We should put it out there, and then we should just watch it as the conspiracy tards. Oh, I've just... done it in chat. In in chat, we were we um, what was it? Uh... I forget, I think it was like 79 or something. And we just spammed this one chat that was talking conspiracy with it. And then like people ask what it is, like it's the answer and stuff. But you come back like three weeks later and then there's somebody posting about it in there still. Right? Like 79 has become a meme in these people's heads. It's actually not that hard to uh, to do that, right? That that That's, that's hilarious. That is hilarious. And I mean, once again, like these people have like no formal training in logic. They they don't understand how the world works. They've never like really involved themselves on a large scale with an understanding of like economics or organizational structure or anything like that. So it's like very easy for them to work backward logically and not come to any sort of um, anything that would lead them to believe, hey, maybe I'm wrong. Or, hey, maybe this isn't working the way that I suppose. And it's just, I think it's just a difference in, uh, like, cognitive division of labor, right? Well, the the other thing, too, is, is I've noticed... Thinking, of... thinking, like, being so high in systemization that you um, are interested enough in things that you actually want to, like, understand... Um, the broader view of how things work I, I like is i don't want to say that that makes you like um weird or maybe like deranged in the head or whatever but like i do kind of think that that's the case like i do think that that is a uh deviation from the norm and that like in most cases that's kind of maladapted 
like you you have to have that level of like um thinking on a scale that's not human i yeah no i i have that well i have that too but the other thing too is the reason why i'm not a conspiracy tard and i why i think you aren't either is uh even though Autism. i'm well, even though I'm on Twitter a lot, I don't live my life chronically online. I can, I can, mm-hmm. I can step away from this shit and like take a step back and like take a break, and then I can go back and examine. Well, does this really make sense? Because a lot of this conspiracy stuff, when you like look, when you look at it, uh, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense if you just take a, a step back uh at like the whole can you give me an example well an, an example would be the whole uh right when when uh when the whole covid thing started like one of the conspiracy theories out there was it's not a vaccination at all it's uh you know everyone's just getting microchipped right i remember <laughs> I remember that was a whole, a whole, that was like a whole big conspiracy thing that everyone's getting microchipped. Well, okay. Well, then I ask, well, then, oh, who's, who's making the microchips? Like, you know, what evidence do you have of, of, uh, you know, of there being microchips? And they were like, oh, uh, well, you know, Samsung and, I'm like Samsung is making microchips now, and they were like, "Well, they're making microchips for their phones," and it's like, "Well, yeah, no shit, they're doing." They're just they're putting cell that. phone processors into you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just yeah, crush them up. Yeah, which I mean, so <laughs> you know, you you ask them some question, it's and it's like they can't give you a straight answer. It's like it goes from like. They, so like that that's that's the most obvious was that like they were put they were putting like cell you know they were putting like 5g chips into into us right um so that was that was one of them um well it popularized the narrative of um the world economic forum as like the primary evil right because COVID happens, and th- th- this is once again understanding how structures work. Like COVID happens, all of these governments, all of these politicians get an email. It's the World Economic Forum. It is their policy white paper. Build back better. Yeah. Right? They all start working from the white paper. Well, this is a bit discerning. Every, all of these institutions across the planet following the same plan, right? Obviously, this is a conspiracy, and it's the, this plan is going to be taken to its logical conclusion global-wide, right? This was the logic. This was what these people were saying. The fact of the matter is, is that when it became politically inconvenient for these different places to deviate or create their own plan, they did so. Right? 
the World Economic Forum does not control the world completely. does not have lockstep. Not every politician is completely and utterly loyal and self-sacrificial to their plans. They have quite a few. Right? A lot of people in the conspiracy thing are still into it because you can't falsify it. Because, well, what if they really wanted these politicians to deviate? Or... They'll just do it at a later time or wait for blah, 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 blah thing that they can come up with with no evidence. That's just conjecture to cope with the fact that they don't understand how things work. They're not coming up with reasonable explanations for what's going on um, because they're less intelligent and less educated than me. Well... We do have, we actually, we do have a donate, we actually do have a uh, donation by Streamlabs. I have no idea why they're not playing uh, tonight because, oh, I know why, it's because Streamlabs is fucking gay. But we do have a donation uh, from Fat Heck Boy, and if I can pull up, I will uh, read it. I, I did see. Uh, Kickboy, though, your comment and chat, um, that he says ROTC is right at this point. Fuck voting federal elections, just focus on local, on local in your state only. I mean, I have said for a long time, even before I knew of Revenge of the Sis, um, that yeah, definitely voting in state elections, uh, you know, in your local elections, that is where you can affect real change. I wouldn't say fuck, you know, I wouldn't say fuck voting federally because believe me, the federal government they still do have power, for sure. But uh, you know, so to say, if you live in a, if you live in a place where you know mail-in ballots are sent out unsolicited. You know what I mean? Just, yeah, just do, uh, you know, what you feel is right. But, yeah. You know um, what I mean? Like, just just know how the system works. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, it's it'd be a damn shame, you know, that's all. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the problem, the problem that we have federally, though, is, you know, this and this is a big problem with politics because just in general especially at the fed at the uh at the federal level right because now we have like it's not even it's not even like 2024 yet but we have we have trump running but now we also have um now we have uh you know what i'm hearing is that from a very reputable source uh, in in California, is they're thinking that uh, Gavin Newsom is going to run for the presidency in twenty four. That's an awful idea on their part. So, so they should do it then. Is what you're is what you're saying? Uh, no, no. What I'm what I'm saying is for like, well. See, I don't think that he is a good candidate to put up. I think that the Democrats could do a lot better, but I don't think they will because I think that the 
people who they put up to have actually win the primaries with the superdelegate system that they have are people who worked inside of the Obama White House. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I don't think that we've run out of those people. And so the idea that Newsom is going to become the thing, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think that he's particularly that charismatic, and I don't think that he's going to uh, have a good thing to run on. I, I don't. I don't think Gavin Newsom is the best they can do. I don't. I don't think he's care. I don't think he's charismatic either. But I here's the thing: if if Trump runs, if Trump gets like the this is my only concern with running Trump, right? I'm not against Trump running in 24. But what I am concerned about is normies are is a lot of normies are so stupid now that mm-hmm. they'll be like, "Oh, Trump's mean tweets. We'll take anyone but Trump, and then we'll get new Newsom or, or someone." We literally saw that with with Joe Biden in 24. And granted. There may or may not have been election fraud. Again, I I can't say for sure that there was because yeah, but more people voted like like more people voted for him than have voted for any Republican candidate ever. Yeah, that that's that's true. Again, not saying Susan Wojcicki that the election and was so, was stolen, but and so why why would they not run? Oprah. Ben Ben Shapiro's prediction is that they will eventually run Oprah. Running Oprah, I don't think they will. Because once again, I think that they're corrupt. I think that they're an inside club, so to speak. Um, And I think they're very good at keeping outsiders out. But if they were trying to be politically expedient, Oprah is a much, much better pick because what are you going to do are you going to be mean to oprah in the debate are you going to be nasty to oprah she starts off as being likable by a large portion of people yeah but but does the women vote is oprah even like politically my question is for anyone who would who would theoretically vote for Oprah is, is Oprah even like political really? Because and I, I like I've heard Trump po- talk politics. I know that Oprah's mm-hmm. a liberal, but she never really seems to dive deep into politics anyway. And so perfect. For her, and so for her to to become political, that would really hurt her brand. Also, I did find. Fat Kick Boys Super Chat. Uh, time to accept the truth that Ron Sanders 2024 is going to happen. Uh, you and I know it, so no point in denying it. Um, I know, well, I know that people want DeSantis to run in 24, but I personally think he should stay the fuck here as our, as our governor. And I'm not even a I'm not even a, a native Floridian. Look, it, it makes me sad. It breaks my heart, the thought process that he would do that to himself. Okay, yeah. running against him splits his own base. It makes people uncomfortable. It causes a problem. It causes a rift. 
And he has to separate his brand from Donald Trump's brand. Now, that, like, how is he going to do that? How is he going to differentiate himself from him? He's going to what? He's going to say that he was too mean to the media? His shtick is being mean to the media, too. Is he going to say that his policies are bad? His policies are based on his. Um, All he's going to be able to do is go, well, I can hire better people or something. And that's going to tune into a lot of, like, uh, really political conservative types. People who really consume, like, content and know about Trump's cabinet picks. Most people are not like that. It would be much better for him politically to wait this election out. Then Donald Trump's not going to be able to run again. He can say, Donnie tried hard last time, he didn't win, or Donnie won and he did a great job. I'm going to carry on the torch. I'm the logical pick. The man is like, I I forget how old he is, like what, 52? I mean, he's a child in politics almost, you know? Yeah, not not even that. I think he let me actually Google how old he. I because I I think he might be in his forties if I'm not. And mistaken. I see in him. I mean, goes to Harvard Law School, right? Gets into the Navy. Does does lawyer stuff for the Navy, right? Yeah, gets I, out. Gets involved in the politics. We're looking at a man who seemingly built his life as a young age. Oh shit! With, you and I, you and I are both off, uh, Shmuley. He's only forty-four years old. Yeah, he's so he's forty-four years old. He's dedicated his life to building up his resume so that he can become president. I really hope that he's Machiavellian enough to pick the best possible thing. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's got a great plan, and he's going to get up there, and he's going to he's going to really be able to separate his message from that of Trump. He's really going to be able to convince everybody to go for it. Not so I, sure. Yeah, I, I just, it for me, it's not, it's not even that. And maybe, maybe you can answer this better than I can, since you're a Florida native. But like, my whole thing is, if DeSantis uh, does like run for the presidency, and let's see, he wins. Who here? is his successor as governor then because i don't i'm not as familiar with florida politics as perhaps you are but it would be the lieutenant governor um i forget her name yeah that that's that's my point no no one really know well i mean i don't from what i've heard she's not like as on top of things as he is i guess but i I don't know no uh matt matt gates is a uh not lieutenant governor. He's a he's a congressman. Uh no, the lieutenant governor is like uh, Oh, they said what are the alternative Matt Gates? Oh. Matt Gates is well if if you can clarify, frat fat keck boy, like let's see. Are you talking about twenty twenty four or are you talking about the election after twenty twenty four? Because Matt Gates could run after 2024. I he's not going to run against DeSantis and Donald Trump. I think that that would be ridiculous. Yeah, Matt 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 Gates is not going to 
Maybe that would, um, <laughs> that would even be more off-brand than uh, DeSantis, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, Ted. He someone on Facebook mentioned Ted Cruz. That's He'll not run. gonna. Yeah, that's that's not gonna happen. He's he will run. Oh, you think Cruz will run? Yeah, one hundred percent. I think he will. But he's run like a bazillion times. Oh. Yeah, he's run a bazillion times, and like they, that he almost won, but Donald Trump trumped everybody. He defeated everybody. But I remember having these debates with people who were during the primary in 2016. They were enthusiastically pro uh, <laughs> him, and and. They acted as if he was some sort of like moral character that they knew his morality was superior to that of others, right? Which I always find a strange thing. I I don't know what people do in their family or their private lives. My <laughs> my whole my whole experience with the Ted Cruz people, I've been going back to like 2012, like back when I was in high school and was doing this whole political thing was they were like uh they were saying ted cruz was anointed by jesus uh to become president right and it's like well <laughs> well how how do you how do you know how do you know that like first off it First off, to me, to me, it's more amazing that you saw Jesus. Like, holy, like, holy crap! Like, can we just talk about that for a sec? Like, forget the fact that Ted Cruz, you know, got anointed by Jesus. Like, you saw Jesus anoint. It's 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 logic like that where like where where you start to lose people though, and that's like I'm not saying that like. I'm not, again, you know, the election might may or may not have been stolen, but you also get like you also get conspiracy or not even conspiratards, but but like re- religion tards who are like oh Trump or DeSantis or you know n- name your pick was anointed by Jesus, and that always drives people to the other side, right? Well, I I mean it's just it's just not where it's at man it's it's just absolute cringe and like i said uh, pretending like you know um that a presidential candidate is like a a moral good person um to the point where like you're going to proclaim it like that just strikes me as like cringe like no you don't you don't know you don't know if he beats his wife you don't know if he you know what i mean you you don't know no there's the and i can tell that just um because i have i have a friend who i have a i have a friend who works in dc as like a as a congressional staffer and the thing about dc that a lot of people fail to mention is that yeah like the republicans and, and democrats they are like ideologically opposed to each other as far as like politics go right 
but it's also like pro wrestling where like they'll fight each other, you know, on like Capitol Hill or whatever. But then like outside, you you'll see them, they they all go out to dinner with each other, right? Like they all go to each other's, you know, houses on the weekends for barbecue. Maybe not all of them, but like the point being is they don't all hate each other, right? Or as much as so, yeah. To your point, you don't know what what's going on. Yeah, so. yeah. It just it just struck me as cringe. I mean, the other thing was like at the time it was like, oh well, Donald Trump supported like socialist medicine or something, and this was some great slight, right? Like this is America. We don't do that here. Just just this like dumb boomer reactionary like conservatism that like totally lacks any real like moral depth right no depth of thought it's like no actually uh, i i valued restricting uh, illegal immigration more than i value the socialist medicine right the the the, the possible threat that somehow yeah. because in the 80s he said maybe we should have a single payer in an interview right and big keyword maybe or something like that um it's just like what the fuck there's no actual analysis of anything going on you're just repeating like yeah the worst tropes from talk radio i mean and and yeah just you're gonna you're gonna eat up what sean hannity says really what what great intellectualism right has Sean Hannity apologized for wanting us to get into a war with Turkey over a bunch of communist Kurds? Well, remember, remember when they wanted to put our soldiers in between two fucking clashing armies so that we could save those poor YPG terrorist Kurds? We need to put our men in harm's way because there was going to be a genocide of Kurds. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, I, I actually, I actually do. Listen, I re- I remember. Shocker. You know what happened with that? Uh, not I miss nothing. Nothing. Donald Trump pulled the troops away, and then Syria, the Kurds, and the Turks made a deal. They made a deal. So, so where was the apology? Where was the apology from these talk radio conservative types? For wanting to get us into an unnecessary war with uh, a NATO country, presumably, or have our troops be cannon fodder in between the two, put our bodies, our young men's bodies in the way to event to to prevent a genocide that then never occurred. There was no analysis of like, oh, I was sorry. How could I be wrong? There was no like deep thought. No one held these people accountable. So, you know, when you look at these type of people. Right, and you and you see what they say. Let's look at their actions. Let's look at the actions of a lot of these like uh, conservative people. Yeah, no, I I'm old enough to remember when Sean Hannity was like saying that Trump wasn't going to be the candidate, right? Mm-hmm. And then now, I mean, to be to be fair, the late Rush Limbaugh was the only one who. He didn't endorse Trump right away, but I, I will give him credit where credit was due. He he gave Trump a fair shot from the from the beginning. I he can't was, speak a, I can't say a bad thing about that man. I, I won't. I refuse. I, I well, he, he well, gets a free pass. <laughs> yeah, well, well well he well he's the 
as I've said before, he's the reason why this show exists. So, yeah, I, I but you know, but even looking back at him, like I, I tried to go back and see what, well, what was Rush ever? Rush and Ann Coulter from the beginning were like, you know, hey, Trump has a shot. Now it's interesting because, mm-hmm. like Sean Hannity was, Sean Hannity went from being anti-Trump to just sucking Trump's dick. Well, that because is- he's gonna he's gonna go whichever way the wind blows, and he's gonna spread his propaganda, and he's gonna do his shtick. Yeah, his shtick is to repeat what he thinks is just the index card of allowable opinion on the among conservatives. It's all he's ever done. He sticks to the talking points. I mean, have you ever tried to listen to his show? I, it's horrendous. It's I, just the talking point again and again, day after day after day. Well, well, he he's one of those people where he he you he actually used to be good, believe, believe it or not. Like like when I started when I started listening to talk radio like when I was a teenager, he was still he wasn't rushed. No one is, but he was still pretty good. And then he but then he just got like more and more more milk toast. Hannity did like well. Who do you think's very good right now on what, talk radio? Well, I, well, honestly, like I think po- I think podcasts are the the podcasts are the big thing like and honestly i know he's not like really a political guy but like i do like the fact that joe rogan will like he's not right wing but like i i like the fact that he'll have both people that he'll have both sides on and yeah he might be a bit offensive but like he's the only one who could convince me to listen to a bernie sanders uh even though I think Bernie is still full of shit, even after he went on the the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, well, that the- long that long form format, the one on one format, is fantastic, and I think podcasting is definitely innovative in that way. Um, yeah, I so I I do agree with you, but like I said, my question was more in the talk radio scene. Um, I, I would, I would say that like, cause I my would... firm belief is in that scene, Michael Savage and Alex Jones, and I don't really like anyone else. I, I would say, I would say, uh, Alex Jones, but I would also, I mean, Buck Sexton, uh, the guy who replaced, not bad. Uh, not bad. I I not bad. Yeah. I like him more on his own podcast when he when he does the radio show with Clay Travis. And by the way, I I do like Clay Travis, but let's face it, Clay Travis is more of a sports guy than in mm-hmm. anything else. I like them both, but again, they're not Rush, and they are more. They're not like as establishment as. Um, Hannity is, but they don't really push back. They well, don't... The, the difference between a Michael Savage and a Sean Hannity. So Sean Hannity's doing the talking points, the gay uh, talking points over and over again, and we're going to fixate on the political thing that's going on right now, and we're just going to keep hammer it home, and I'm going to say the allowable opinion. Whereas Michael Savage, like I said, I disagree with Michael Savage on a lot. Uh, 
I and Michael Savage don't see eye to eye on a lot, but the difference is that he's a personality and that sometimes he'll bring antidotes and other things into his radio show that make him, you know, like a fucking human being that make him relatable. Yeah. He gets frustrated. He gets animated. He, you know, does those things. And I really like that because the primary problem that I have in the podcasting space is kind of being, I think more monotone and uh boring and so i try to make sure that i bring about enough like jokes and things like that so that i can get over that sort of hump the my my problem with my problem with talk radio especially in like conservative talk radio was kind of the whole like a perfect example is everyone kind of in the conservative space was like oh sam are you going to talk about are you going to talk about the about the Twitter files. And I'm like, yeah, I'll talk about it. So we, we covered it mm-hmm. one week. And then the second week, like I looked, I looked through them and I'm like, well, fuck, this is shit. We already, we already knew mm-hmm. that was, that was going on. Right. So why the fuck do I, do I need, why the fuck am I covering shit that we all, that we were talking like five years ago that ha- that happened? I, yeah. I think that it is important, and I think that it's important for a subsect, a subsect of us to become very fluent in knowing all of the sources and being able to cite things and being able to hit hard. It is important to have a class of people that can be like that so that they can go on a show like Joe Rogan, so that they can enter other spaces and yeah. have the data and have an outside influence, right? It's not important for the average person or people who aren't going to go into that endeavor to become completely and utterly fluent in it. And and I had this when I was doing podcasting because when I was doing podcasting, I put so much ev- like so much time into show prep and making sure that I knew all these things and I kept it up to date where as you kind of grow older or not even grow older but as I grew older rather, right? I found that it was much better for me to focus on general theory and stop like following the news yeah. cycle and stop like getting into the trivial thing because I can make pretty accurate predictions and have an understanding of what's going on because of my general knowledge of how things work, right? I can just use my intuition. I don't have to listen to this week's we got Trump because da 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 or you know what I mean? I don't have to listen to this week's we got him thing or this week's uh, tr- transgender antics, right? To know that it's going on and to make predictions in the world. Yeah, well, it's it's interesting. When I when I started doing podcasting, it was essentially re- it was essentially reading the new the news, right? But then, like, probably two or three, well, really, since 2016, I, I've realized that that's, like, full of, you know, even on, even on the right, like, reading reading the news can be boring because, A, anyone can do it, but, B, it's like, it's like there really aren't any hot takes like ooh, you know trump's like you know trump's like running again you know in 20 
Like we, we knew we knew that was going to happen, right? It's not really it's not really surprise surprising. Um, I mean, I I guess I sh- I should have I shouldn't have been surprised that McCarthy uh, got the speakership again. But again, like that's a, that's another example. Like all that was in the news this week was literally all about McCarthy. Uh, This this is why I'm so much more interested in the theory and like we started the show with the talk of the conspiracy theorist stuff like there's so much going on in these spaces that's not going to be covered by most people. I mean, there's so much going on that's that's more um, more deeper. It speaks to people more and it's more novel. Right. We're all encountering the conspiratorial people if you're online and you're right wing. Right? Yeah. You're all encountering the schizo people where you're like, no. And then they get mad at you because you agree with them on X, Y, and Z. That's not the allowable opinion of CNN, but you don't agree that there's like microchips or something. Right? Yeah. We're all encountering that. That's worth speaking about. Well... I'm uh, yeah. getting ready to uh, wrap it up. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Uh, I'm, I'm ready to kind of uh, wrap up as well. I guess uh, you know, well, it, here's my question. I've I asked this to a couple other guys, but like, if you were to run the uh, you know the the conservative movement like as a whole, what would be, what would be what would be your doctrine? What would Shmuelism say? First and foremost, it's now going to be an app on your phone. We're getting rid of the emails, asking you for money every five seconds, and instead you're going to download an app. You're going to give your personal information of the town you live in, roughly your occupation. We're going to put job listings up. These job listings are going to be positions that need to be filled. You're going to go through a process of application. You're going to get chosen. Then everyone else on the app is going to tell, vote for this guy. He's our pick. You're then going to be put into that position, duly elected. If you deviate from what you're told to vote for and how you're told to vote, if you deviate from the edicts that we laid out, You won't get chosen next time. You'll be evicted from the app. The app can tell you, hey, you need to donate $5 to this race that might be of importance to you where you're at. Because lots of people, we have very broad but shallow support. Lots of people are willing to do something one or two times. They're willing to show up maybe one place that's near them. They're willing to spend a little bit of money. They're willing to vote for who you tell them to, when you tell them to. But you got to direct them. And it's got to be one-time thing. You don't want to spam their emails with that. You also don't want people in there making their own little, like, their own little cult of personality. Making their own little, like, cunty, I'm going to represent my people this way. So you want it centralized. You want it in the hands of Donald Trump. It's going to be an app. And it's going to let us just do whatever he wants us to do. I, 
I like it. Yes. Yeah, because this is a political tool for politics in the 21st century rather than the tools that they're currently using, which are for, I mean, can I really even say 20th century? Like, or is it 19th century tech? Like, I guess more, it's an yeah, email. Yeah, more, yeah, well, we'll see that. That's, <laughs> that's the other thing too, is like, I, I have said this for, since the beginning of my show in like 2009 conservatives do not know like trump was trump's the only conservative to really know how to use social media well effectively i i'm sorry but turning point usa like posting memes like talking how like you know, big government spending is bad. Like that's just cringe. Like no shit. Well, but... I th- I think I think they have their purpose, and I think that they do an okay job. I, they, I give them a five out of ten. They they uh, do have they do have their purpose, but it's like. It, but it, it, when when you're saying that these people are using social media effectively, it's like, <sighs> yes and no. Like. Yeah, they're using social media effectively, but are they using social media in order to create a situation in which they have data on large swaths of things that allow them to affect the real world in a practical sense? Do they have a method by which they can remind everyone to vote that doesn't just become a fucking avenue for give me money, give me money, give me money until you put it in a spam folder? Yeah. Which is what the Republican Party and Donald Trump's people and Ron DeSantis's people do. I know because I received the emails. Oh, They're horrendous. Oh, me too. I I get well. I I get the emails. It's like that's like, and I always get them late at night. I'm always like, what? I always get the emails are like last. There are only five minutes left to donate, and if you donate now, we'll match whatever your donation is times twenty. And you know, or or something, or, mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, there. It's cringe. It's weak. We know it's cringe. It doesn't give people a feeling of power. You want to give people a feeling of power? You tell them, "Hey, go do this thing. Yeah. Show up here and protest. Here's a GPS coordinates. All the other people have also been fucking told to go here right now." Well, yeah. Well, the thing it is is is, I mean, those are Democrat tactics, and I mean, I hate to say it, but like. We should like start protesting more. Like the Dems, the Dems do that, and it's effective. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Well, I mean, okay, we shouldn't, we shouldn't, th- we shouldn't like, we shouldn't start like torching buildings and shit like that. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying we should go full Antifa, right? But like. But like I, I don't think Jan, I don't think January six, on its own, like yeah, like the the retards that went into the Capitol and whatnot, like that's, like that's stupid, right? I I get I get that, but okay, like, but but here's 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 my point, right? If we're going up against the media and academia, uh, what institution are we protesting to make change? Uh, who are we calling on who has power uh, to make change 
Because, yeah, the left can do that because they can demand these institutions make change. And then behind the scenes, they actually use a bunch of, like, money and status and NGOs. Well, well, yeah. It's only part of one broader point. So to say that conservatives should protest only if the resource – only if it accomplishes something that is worth the resources. And I would argue that I I can't really see that happening unless – Unless, like I said, it's an app we can have spontaneously, like, if Donald Trump gets elected, a department is doing bullshit, right? He says FBI is gone, and they go to drag their heels, or somebody's disobeying him. Then you have a mass swap of the people to fill the streets, to show support. That shows a message. That would actually make sense, because you're using your democratic energy you're using the energy of the masses to show your numbers and for a very specific thing at a very specific time and place but it is not good to have our people go out and hold gay signs thinking that they're going to change the world when they're not because that's not how power actually works in my estimation yeah uh, let's see. Uh, top page Coco says, Oh, hey, it's the Sam Whitfield gaslighting schmoolism <laughs> show. How I what does that mean? How I top feed, how am I gaslighting schmooly here? <laughs> um, protests are only allowed because they accomplish nothing. Uh, I mean, that's that's my my point. My point being with the whole protest thing is like, is the right wing always gets their panties in in, in a tizzy, saying that the that the uh, you know the protests are like immoral, right? When the left does it, but if 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 we were to do it, like it's called an insurrection, right? Um, then some. Uh, then freedom is never given voluntarily by the oppressor. It must be demanded by the press, MLK. And then uh, Top Beat also says democratic energy with some emojis. Well, in, in any system, you're going to have the three forms of government, right? You're going to have basically monarchy, rule of one, oligarchy, rule of the many, or you're going to have democracy, rule of the masses, right? You never really get rid of the energy of all three in our system. Yeah. Especially is is meant to not really diminish. It's meant to have all three, right, initially. I don't think that uh, the protesting is effective unless, like I said, you have that uh, clear and specific fucking thing you're demanding someone in power do right now, right? Yeah put pressure on them to do it just by number um i think violence is counterproductive i think that's not a very good strategy and yeah. so we're left with other strategies right well 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 have you have i told you my theory on january 6th and the whole like ins, insurrection quote unquote i think that like that the whole QAnon thing was a whole was was a psyop to make Trump look bad. 
I think it was a psyop by 4chan. Yeah. Bullets. Well, what if what if 4chan, hear me out, was I, I have no evidence for this whatsoever. But if we're going if we're going to go down the whole whole, you know, conspiracy see rabbit hole, what if the conspirators were actually CIA, you know, people willing knowing or unknowing to make Trump look bad? If if I were if I were the CIA, I I would I would make Trump supporters all look absolutely batshit insane. It's so. possible. I also think it's one of those things where like it was funny to troll a bunch of like boomers. Like these these conspiracy theory Trump people. It's yeah. Fun. And like so 4chan did it. And also it benefited all of the wrong people, right? For sure. I mean, you're, you're, it's not impossible. Like, like what you're saying is definitely not something that's completely impossible, that it was like a complete psyop from beginning to end. And No. And, and it, but see, like, that's the other thing is I'm at the point now where I, where I can, where I can entertain that five. Oh yeah. F- five. See, like, I'm at the level where I'm, where like, I'm not a conspirator. But I'm also not like I'm. I'm also not like completely anti-conspiracy either. Well, see, this so. is this is this is the difference, right? Like, this is the difference between like conspiratard schizos and like reasonable people who are well informed. And unfortunately, they view us as fellow travelers. I'm saying we gotta we gotta cut them off at the pass. We gotta tell these guys, nah. Fuck you. Fuck your flawed logic. We're going after you. We're not going to sit here anymore and just like entertain your wild delusions. Right? Mm-hmm. Not going to happen. How is it a full trichotomy, Top Feed Go? Can you expand upon that? I, I He was obviously referring to the uh, the fact that you have democratic, monarchical, and oligarchical power. Like, I don't see how that's a false trichotomy when what other power could you have right i mean i mean we we i mean we could be all ruled by extraterrestrials and i don't think top feed coco is one of those people okay but if we're ruled by extraterrestrials is there one extraterrestrial king is there an oligarchy of kings or are they democratic right like <laughs> <laughs> that that the, you know what i should i should have had you on like i should have had you on a couple of years ago because i actually had some guy when i used to be able to take to take phone calls a long ass time ago i i i literally had the aliens run everything bro uh crowd calling to the show and they were like uh and yeah shit i wish i would have i wish i would have asked them if the little green but no, I mean it's the basis of like uh, Machiavellian's political theory. Like it's like the basis of political science. Yeah, like the three types. I mean, I I, I think now they they instead of monarchy, they say like dictatorship or something. Yeah, because that something that's... totally modern and PC and 
obviously not tilted towards democracy in any way. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, because I, don't you know that everyone nowadays is far more intelligent than people in the past? Don't you know that there's absolutely no downsides at all ever to democracy and that there's no real good critique of democracy and everybody who came before us were just idiots? Didn't oh, you know that, yeah. Sam? Oh, yeah. No, I, yeah, no, I, I know that fully. Yeah, I, I know that my, I, I know that Machiavelli, oh, you know, that, that's just the, you know, the Prince, that's just an old book. That's not relevant today at all. Right. Look, we just we just want democracy to work, and it's our democracy, and and that means that that some people need to decide who talks because we don't want the bad opinions. That would be a danger to our democracy. I'm saying that these there are other possible forms of government or no government whatsoever, but it isn't in the best interest of the wealthy owner. Well, like, I mean, the anarchist thing, perhaps. Perhaps you have me there. Um, but the other forms of government are going to be some combination or extreme of monarchy rule by one, oligarchy rule by the, you know, many, and then democracy like rule by everybody, right? Yeah. Uh, well, rule by the few. Rule by the few. Not yeah. The, not the rule by sorry, I said that. And and that was in I and that was in response to uh, Top Feed's last comment. He says, I see. I'm saying there are other possible forms of government or no government whatsoever. But well, the, no, the, no, the no government whatsoever, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I would say that without a form of government, if you have other institutions like corporations, uh, private companies or co-ops or unions or however you would have institutions that are ruled by a monarch, an oligarch, or a uh, ruled by the many, right? Yeah. Care Caretaker also says we should protest by not voting at all, which, I, I, I mean... Maybe, but there are too many people. See, the other thing too is, and I mean, I hate to bring this up, but you have to bring up, you have to consider the fact that by default, there are always going to be NPCs or normies or whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. And the and the NPCs, uh, caretaker, are just going to vote. Not because they have an opinion on something, because the normies are like, well, it's election time, you're supposed to vote, therefore, they always do. So, you protesting by not voting isn't really going to do anything, I don't think. So. I mean, theoretically, the best way to show, well, if you were like, I don't know, if... if if Jeb Bush got the Republican nomination, right? Jeb! Exclamation mark. Right. Like, it would be pretty effective to vote for all the Republicans except for Jeb, right? Because yeah. then when they're looking at the voter data, they'll look at the turnout and the success of all the other candidates. 
except for their presidential run, and then they can draw the opinion that he did poorly with the party, right? Yeah. So that th there are ways to protest with votes. I, I think not voting is probably the least effective one, but I mean, if you got enough people, obviously, that would yeah. be great. Yeah, well, and yeah, well, and that's what I'm saying. The not the not voting thing only works if you have enough people. But what I'm saying is, on the national level, and hell, even on the state level, you have too many you have too many normies in any in any in any given space that are just going to vote because they're told they should vote. That it's not going to make a difference. At okay, all. so let's see. Uh, Top feed co says. Uh, Monarchs never have absolute rule without the blessing of other powerful wealthy. Um, I don't know about all wealthy, but certainly monarchs in the past have had courts. And that's why very rarely do you see a pure form of a, a nation ruled solely on one of them. They're going to be a, com a combination of them to different degrees. Well, I that... would say that a monarch having a court around him still insinuates some degree that he has power and that's why they congregate around him solely and they do constitute usually an oligarchy but they're getting their power from the rule of the king so i think that that's an interesting combination of um monarchs have to keep other powerful allies to continue to be yeah yeah no absolutely Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's the same yeah. thing that, like, Soviet Union fell to democratic energy, right, in the end. Yeah, well, the thing uh, the, the thing about Russia is Russia is basically run by uh, oligarchs, or, or it was for a long, for a yeah. long time after the, after the, uh, you know, the post. So that, that's why it's so amusing, because it's like, Igor, it's, who owns the uh, the oil there, right? Igor Stechen, I yeah. believe his name is. Like he's he's the second most powerful man. The thing that keeps him from taking over is that everyone else hates him and would immediately kill him if uh, he took out Putin. Right? Yeah, but yeah, but but then Putin himself is also propped up by the you know yep. the uh, yeah so. So in every society, you have that. In fact, there's a concept um, called the Iron Law of Oligarchy, which basically says that an oligarchy will form in every single political system. Yeah. Because the idea that, like, the idea that um, status and power is going to... Oh, did we, did we lose Shmuley there? Uh, yeah, I think we might have. Yeah, we might have, we might have lost, uh, at least we, we lost his, uh, yeah, hello. Oh, you're back. Oh, I don't know what happened. No, I just was saying that, um, I was just saying that you're never really going to have a pure form, right? Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to. Well, well, no, you, you would you were talking about the the theory of uh, oh the iron law of oligarchy. Yeah. yeah. 
so like every society is just going to wind up with some people some small few people holding more political power than everyone else yeah i mean it's kind of like it's kind of like that with money too it's like the preto distribution right yeah well it you know if, if you want to look at it you know we have that with corporations here in, in america so. um yeah yeah but like we also have that with status right like those who can influence other people's ideas or well how do i phrase this yeah perhaps yeah yeah C- continue your thought because because what i was going to say is that the most powerful institutions in america are the ones that influence the way people think right academia yeah. and the media yeah well well academia you know big media and then also you know big tech too at this point uh you know literally like and i mean i guess technically that could be you know combined with like media whatever but like you know you're if you go on social media like your your algorithms are kind of you know engineered to like focus you on this point or that point or or whatnot so yeah i mean i just think that uh i think the founders uh read machiavelli no no they no they did and there's there's no way i could be convinced the opposite because the the way that they initially designed the federal government was in order to have monarchy the executive branch democracy congress oligarchy the senate yeah uh i i will go with top feed coco that god has that god has a sense of humor and likes to keep things spicy i am loving proof of that <laughs> top feed me me being Maybe me going from supposedly supposed to be like nonverbal to now being like a podcaster who won't shut up on anything that that's definitely funny in and of itself. Um, but yeah, it makes you badass. I mean, overcoming that hardship like that's you're the most fucking manly dude I know. I I can't tell if you're if you're being funny or being genuine but i appreciate it no i'm being genuine i mean to to be basically nonverbal and to overcome that to this degree like shows the level of like yeah fucking perseverance that i mean you have to have built a you have to have built enough character to achieve that right well i i I do want to point out too that like that 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 when i was born and had cerebral palsy. They they told my uh, my parents that I was going to be nonverbal and whatnot, and basically be a vegetable. Yeah. And my parents, especially my mom, who's who's base, was like, "No, fuck that." So like by the time I was like a year old, she had me in speech therapy. And now, yeah, I can't shut the fuck up. Well, the fact so. of the matter is, is you know, I hate you and you suck, but like. You know, you got to give the devil his due. Yeah, know? get yeah, get get in line, get in line, pal. My get <laughs> get get in line behind my ex 
get in line behind all my exes, except, uh, you know, please don't suck my dick because that that would be gay. Um, all right, you know. Sam. It's great to be on the show, man. Yeah, no, it was it was great to have you. Um, Appreciate what? it. Shout out to uh, Top Feed Coco. Shout out to Caretaker. Shout, yeah, shout out to Whiskey. Um, shout out. Shout out to Max Sand, and uh, you should start podcasting. And I, I know you're busy with college, but you know when you're when you're free again, we should you should start your machine up again. Well, you can follow me on Twitter uh, at Max Sand on Twitter. <laughs> uh, all of a sudden, Max gets all these new uh, new followers. So yeah, follow him and. Yep. You can check out the so. website, my website, www.gayporn.net. Uh, yep. Go, uh, you know, and uh, you can also check out his company, which is, I think, Spoon or something. Or... I don't know. But am I... Uh... Well, you know, thanks for coming on, Shmuley, and I appreciate it. And for the rest of you, uh, you know, thanks for tuning in. I know that the show was a bit light, and yeah, uh, you know, McCarthy getting elected kind of fucked up the whole show's, you know, plans. But we're experts at improvising here, so I appreciate it. And I guess, folks, I'll be back on Tuesday for a, uh, you know, for the first pre-recorded show of the year. So look out for that. And uh, I'll be back for the live show next set. Well, I'll be doing three shows this week. Tuesday, Thursday, and then Saturday. Who knows what will happen, uh, you know, in the meantime. I know, I know Ralph Amania is coming up on the 14th. Uh, maybe I'll get, um, I, I really need to get, I need to get, uh, Milker Nation on here or his brother Hoax Wars, one, one of the two on here. I, I need to, I need to find out what Hoax Wars whole thing is, what his, what I need to find out what makes him tick. So, because the whole the whole internet wants to know what makes uh, hoax wars tick, and uh, I'm hoping Top Feed Coco can help us find out what that means. So, anyway, uh, good night, everybody. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, you know we'll see you uh, you know in the in the future. So, uh, from all of the NGC studios, have a good night, and we'll talk a chat down the road. And uh, thanks for to Kek, to uh, Fat Kick Boy for the five dollars, and uh, thanks for supporting the show, everyone. Night, folks. Thanks for listening to The Whitfield Report on the NGC Network. Please visit Sam's website at www.thesamwhitfield.com.
and support Sam on Patreon at patreon.com slash Whitfield Report. Until next time, God bless, God save this great nation, and God, freedom, legacy, in that order. <laughs>